This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Uh, welcome back for another uh, uh, fresh take on astrology and, uh, uh, and stuff. Um, today, it's all about um, The Soul's Journey 3, a case study, which is the book I released just about a month ago. And, uh, you know, as if the book isn't uh, in, in, uh, an inside look at how I function and how I'm wired and, and what my karmic history is about. Today you get an inside look on the inside look. I don't know if that's the right uh, connector there. But uh, basically um, it's a book about uh, my, my process over a decade of coming to understand past lives of my own um, and then also learning to work with them. And so I want to give you some some tips and tricks today for understanding it and also explain some background material and also help you see why this matters. Uh, I think um, there are different, you know, evolutionary astrologers, you know, different stripes and, and you know, veins who are doing uh, past life work um, different ways. And yet this book is unique in, in that it's um, a direct uh, statement of, of my own, you know, the astrologer who has all the tools and vocabulary and, and et cetera, and et cetera. Uh, anyway, uh, delving into, you know, his own emotional makeup and to, de- to describe it. I, I'm very proud of this book. Um, and I'm getting comments like it's a magnificent manifesto and other people thanking me for uh, showing them that their, their most intense emotions and most um, uh, inexplicable reactions to things actually could have a context. So that's uh, that's really the goal with the book. It's not that um it's not that I don't give enough attention at home and I have to tell you all my secrets. Well, no, no, that's not it. It's um it's all about um putting this this whole soul's journey story together. So the first volume, Soul's Journey One, uh, astrology, reincarnation, and karma with a medium and channel. Obviously, that's the first one. That's why I put the one in the title. And that uh, lays out uh, the principles that are central to, to how I work. Um, and also, uh, number two, uh, Soul's Journey 2 Emotional Archaeology uh, takes it, that into workshop format and works with seven brave, uh, willing, uh, heart-open souls to look at their karmic histories. Um, but in, in that context, it's a two-day workshop or it's, you know, like something like 12 hours of audio that became this, this, uh, volume of the book. And so, you know, there's a lot of explanation and then maybe an hour for each person, you know, maybe an hour and 20 minutes for each person, which, which covers certain themes. You know, it allows you to see a variety of different life themes. And a couple of the people, for example, have Pluto in the eighth or Pluto square Mars or moon or something like that. So you can see different, um, you know, different ways things things that uh, come out for different people. But then the soul's journey three is this, incredibly in-depth look and and i didn't even include all of the uh the past lives that i could have included and by the way i'm now i should correct myself because i'm now um it's calling them the soul's other lives 
aka past lives, and you'll understand why after after I ex- explain what that's about. So before we jump in, I want to give you some announcements. Um, uh, please donate to support the show um, through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul, S-O-U-L, dot H-T-M-L. And any donation 10 bucks and over uh, on a monthly basis will be entered into a drawing. And the drawing is for a 60-minute live or MP3 consult from me. Uh, you can choose. Some people like MP3 readings. Some people like to talk to me live. Uh, but all donations over 10 bucks get entered into a drawing on a monthly basis. If you are one of the kind people who donated uh, at the end of April, because I announced this the last week in April, then uh, you're entered into May's uh, drawing because it was only you know a week's worth of time. So that's the first announcement. Second one, reading the soul's journey, the course – which is a seven-week course that um, we're in the process of uh, unfolding. I'm teaching it right now to uh, about eight interested parties, um, and, then a, and then a couple other people getting the materials after the fact. Just kind of can't make the class time, but want to want to study along. Uh, I'm making that available uh, for anybody else to do a home study kind of dealio. So, uh, and and for the first couple of months following your purchase, you can ask me email questions just as the, uh, the, the students in the class can. So go to tdjacobs.com forward slash courses.html to read the details and to, uh, and to purchase that. And then um, also energy is money is energy course uh, starts on May 25th. And that's the same, uh, the same page, the courses page on my website. And uh, the last announcement, next full moon event with uh, Jehudi in my living room and on the phone <laughs> is uh, is uh, Friday, May 24th. So you can check that out through tdjacobs.com forward slash time. That's my uh, my site calendar. I am taking uh, caller questions today about uh, past lives and soul and even karma. Uh, happy to help you upgrade a definition of karma because uh, a lot of us have questions that are based in um, – in, um, definitions that could be reworked so i'm happy to, to support you in that that number is uh, 877-230-3062 feel free to call in uh whenever and um yeah and i want to i want to tell you about soul and past lives and uh you know if you're not familiar with the soul's journey books or haven't read the soul's journey three um essentially soul is a portion of divine consciousness and it's, it's a portion of goddess and god, you know, creator energy. And it exists outside time. And it incarnates in these little discrete pieces, you know, uh, also known as you and me and everybody else you know and have ever met, in order to learn what it means and what it's like to feel separate from itself. So it's like this um, apparent separation coming here to learn. So we all split off. And but it exists outside time. And so, you know, you feel that because you are born, you age, you die, you know, you have a, a little clock on your wrist and you're very aware of what time it is. You perceive that that your existence is tied to time. Well, your physical incarnation is tied to time, but your consciousness is not. So what happens is Soul sitting outside time. I always get the image of it with its feet up on a on a conference table, watching a bank of monitors. And you probably heard me say this before. Uh, and the monitors each depict uh, a different life on a different part of the timeline associated with it. So, from the perspective of any life being played out on the monitor, you know, any other life is a past life <laughs> or a future life. Uh, but the soul is learning through the choices uh, that we make. And um, 
you can't offend your soul. You can't injure it. <laughs> uh, you can't do anything that your soul will, will regret. You know, you can, um, you can get closer to soul or you can step away from soul, which is a way of saying you can be authentic and listen to yourself, be reflective and make choices that serve you. And that kind of gets us closer to soul. Or you can do the opposite and kind of move away from soul. Either way, there are themes that it has set out to learn in, a, in these, these bunches of lives. The charts aren't identical, but the themes in all of these lives, there'll be an echo of certain themes, certain emphases on, on different themes. So, for example, I have Pluto in the sign of Libra, but in every life I don't have Pluto in Libra. Um, in another life, I could have uh, Pluto conjunct Venus in another sign, Pluto in conversation in another aspect with Venus. I could have Pluto in the seventh. I could have, um, you know, a seventh house uh, north node square Pluto. You know, so all these different possible chart permutations, but the themes come up, meaning relationship. Now, when it comes down to it, there are only twelve themes. So if you if you don't really get into the details, it can look uh, very uh, reductive and look like you're not really um, saying anything specific. But once you, uh, well, I'll just tell you, on a, you know, whenever I talk to a client, when I when I get into this with them and give them the, the profile of their themes, you know, also in the Soul's Journey sound bites that I do those 20-minute uh, overview readings that are very helpful, um, then uh, somebody, you know, they can connect directly with the truth of those themes. And there are human themes. You know, and as I said, there are only uh, 20, uh, 12 of them. Uh, but but uh, the way that they are kind of constellated in our consciousness um, uh, uh, is unique uh, for each of us. Yep. So, um, yeah, I have barking dogs outside the window. I had to close the window, so I had to mute my mic so you wouldn't be traumatized, people. That's what that's what the uh, pause was. Um, by a slide a sliding window. Um. So uh, apparently there's a kennel across the way, and apparently now is the time when everybody's going to freak out. So it's just very jarring. I don't have actually have very little idea what I was talking about. Something about past lives. Um, so um, yeah, why don't we take our first commercial break and I'll regroup and we'll come back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it. 
and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the Soul's Journey. Uh, I will remember my name in a moment, and I know I live at tdjacobs.com. So what that was before the before the uh, impromptu break uh, was actually an illustration of something I write about in the book, <laughs> of which is uh, in a in a chapter. Um, uh, two men who will do anything to achieve their goals, and uh, it's <laughs> there are these two past lives that I talk about, and the the second one. Um, well, the first one is about. Uh, I'll just I'll just say this for reference. The first one uh, is, uh, and I explain how this came up and how I knew it was a past life and how I've been dealing with it. Um, but essentially, uh, came up with a lot of shame about having done something awful. And I mean, it was coming up in conversation where um, somebody said basically like, um, well, "You might have been a terrible person," and part of me got really scared and nervous, and then angry at her for you know and it was just like rushed to the surface it was kind of out of you know out of nowhere but anyway um and the second one is um uh whatever needs doing he'll do it without hesitation and um i've talked about this with with clients and maybe on the air a little bit but but um a couple months ago i moved into a, a new a new apartment but previous to that i'd spent 3 years living around barking dogs and uh my single intention was to live in a quiet home and so i was surrounded by barking dogs and i was you know it was very frustrating, and um, uh, Marjoranus in the first is what I have, and so you know that can be very, very quick to anger. But really, what it is is a, a quick to uh, react. That's really what it is. You get filled with an energy, and uh, it, if you can't move it, you get irritable. You get irritated, and how it would come out uh, the last few years is listening to incessant dog barking and being full of anger energy. Basically saying being full of energy, I would experience it as anger because it's uncomfortable and reactive. So in, in this book, I write about this part of me that um, is very clear that uh, the work that I do is very important. The services that I offer you know, are very important. And, so, and, and that's more important than a bunch of dogs getting free reign to stand around in their, you know, in the yard and bark their heads off all day because that's just waste, you know, wasteful, whatever. There's all these opinions about this, and this part of me, I'm going to admit this on the air. I admit it in the book, whatever. People can get it on Amazon and Kindle, but you know, I, um, it was difficult for me at first to admit this, and then I started admitting it to a couple of clients in terms of um, making peace with Pluto because uh, Pluto can represent uh, sh- par- parts of ourselves that are. Uh, deemed unacceptable or unattractive enough that we refuse to look at them and there become 
yeah, as you might guess, shadows. And I was dealing with this uh, shadow part that came up. And basically this part said, it is time to take those dogs out. And I said, oh my gosh, that's I, what? no, that's terrible. I couldn't do that. No, I would never do that. And this part of me says, listen, what you're doing is very important. You know, it makes this case. And look, it's easy. I'll show you how. So he makes these two plans. And, I, and I've learned as a, as a Scorpio, <laughs> I've learned to honor the part of me that can create, you know, um, revenge scenarios, which is something that Scorpios sometimes don't want to admit to because, again, it's ugly and plutonic, plutonian, and we make it a shadow. But um, I've learned to give myself a few days or give this, these parts of me time to construct these very elaborate revenge scenarios when I'm hurt by somebody, usually in, when they've intentionally hurt me or something. And, um, and then I don't do anything about it. But I have this satisfaction of having a plan worked out, I could do that. That's kind of a, you know, recognizing that you could do anything, very Plutonian strategy uh, for healing and uh, raising consciousness, but you choose to do what works best for you. So anyway, when this part came up, um, I-, I was very surprised because it filled me. I was very, like, I felt like it was me just because of, um, you know, several years of escalating uh, you- senseless, senseless dog noise. And, um, yeah, he has he has two just he has two distinct plans worked out depending on how messy I want my hands to get. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, who is this person? And this is a past life. This is somebody who's living on another part of the timeline who has a goal. And he finds the goal very important and he will he is willing to do anything to achieve that goal. And this this relates to 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 my chart and a lot in terms of the Pluto and Libra. Because Libra is about uh, right fairness, harmony, balance, etc. But it's not about knowing how to do those things. It's about figuring out how to create them. So for me, I'm, I, my intention is to have peace. But Pluto shadows that prevent me from having peace need to be manifest in the world around me. So like just now, you know, a few minutes ago, I was thrown off by the. Um, uh, cacophony of like four billion dogs uh, barking at once. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's only like two and a half billion. It's a lot of dogs. Anyway, um, and just like I couldn't think straight, I couldn't think straight, and I almost didn't know how to mute the microphone to shut the window. I was just like spun out, and it's because um, the energy of it affects me deeply. It's another Pluto in the twelfth thing, just being you know deeply affected by energy. Now the point the point of all this is that. We have reactions. So to tie together this this part of the the uh, the monologue with the uh, for the first part uh, pre twelve trillion dogs exploding and angry, useless, senseless barking. Um, okay, that's exaggerating. Four trillion um, to tie it together. It's that we have reactions in this life to things that haven't happened. <laughs> Simply put, we have. Um, Overreactivity. We have a hyperreactivity to scenarios and dynamics that seem to promise something happening that we've experienced on another part of the timeline that was awful, and we react to it now. And this is having a fear or a reaction or an anxiety uh, all out of proportion to your biography. So, so how do you know something might be a bleed through from from another life? You know, or what we would call past lives, a portion of consciousness on the other part of the timeline. You know, uh, how do you know? Well, it's something that's uh, an intense reaction, an intense fear, an intense feeling, longing, emotion 
that um, is all out of proportion to your life. So people who have um, never, you know, people who have not had any problems in water, for example, being terrified of drowning. You know, uh, people who have never been treated with a harsh word being terrified of criticism and abuse. Like, like there are all kinds of things, you know, the, the, that uh, we have these fears and reactions about. Uh, some of these do have to do with Pluto, and Pluto tends to be unconscious, and uh, we don't want to know the ugly thing. Like, for me, a part of me that could kill dogs. I'm not talking about, like, a dog. I'm talking about, like, a dozen dogs. Like, it would not stop until it was done. So it's it's bad. It's not just like, well, you know, the guy's got an attitude. No, it's scary. <laughs> you know, facing the Pluto thing tends to be very scary for any of us. And uh, um, so looking at the difficult thing and not shying away from it but knowing that you have a choice how to do that that that's how we that's how we heal things but but how do we know this intense thing is a past life thing you, you can tell if it's out of proportion you know you can tell if you're being um you know kind of ridiculously knee jerky in a certain way you know where you're um hypersensitive or hyper reactive to something um how i you know when you look at this book uh, well, it's a you know case study, a study of 19 past lives, blah blah blah, 19 other lives. Um, but what the process is actually in dealing with emotions, we experience energy as emotions, and we carry emotions as energy. It's kind of all wrapped up together. When we talk about our emotions, we're talking about energetic responses that that trigger us in a way we we label emotion emotionally. And so, um, you know, any kind of trauma and any kind of kudos, both works both ways, uh, is an energy that's given to us that we may absorb into our system. Like in a bunch of other lives, if somebody, uh, you know, praises your needlepoint and you win a bunch of awards and get all the blue, rib blue ribbons at the fair or whatever, and in some other life, uh, nobody gives a crap about your knitting, you might somehow remember getting recognition for handiwork. Like that's actually how it happens. You know this emotional attachment to a to a memory uh, that that isn't you know that as far as your biography in this life goes isn't real hasn't happened so you can understand a lot about people's attitudes about themselves and other people in the world through looking at these patterns of emotions how they feel about things what they want what they fear what they have but they don't want you know what they think they could never have. You know all this whole um, this whole panoply of, of beliefs, this whole tapestry of beliefs that end up making up someone's consciousness. Dig through there, and you'll find the indicators of past lives. Now, I don't look at a chart and say, "Oh, he has Pluto in Libra in the twelfth, and Libra's about justice, but Pluto's sometimes about darkness." So uh, he has a past life as a jerk. Like I don't, I don't do that. Uh, but it's, but it's in, in, you know, what am I feeling? And is that, and I, and I've learned how to, um, discern if that's something that's passing or is it a pattern? Is it something that is rooted deeply? Again, do I have a knee jerk reaction that's out of proportion to something, you know? Um, and you get 19 of those stories in the soul's journey three. And, um, when I talk about these past lives, I don't like for one of them I know when and where and who who it is. I was just drawn to this person uh in a in a in a school situation and ended up making a lot of like pretty firecrackery 
amazing connections and realizing and then remembering his life and knowing who he was prior to that. But but a lot of these, I don't know what parts of the timeline, or I might say it feels like several hundred years ago, or it feels like you know a long long time ago. Um, it's I, I don't know if I can explain how I know that know that, but sometimes it's um, um, just aesthetics and vocabulary and what the person's wearing, and and sometimes it's stuff like that. But but the important part is not where it was, like what country or what year. You know the the important part is often also not gender. The important part is not what family relationships or what job somebody had. What's important uh, is the emotion. How does that person feel? So for me, as I work with past lives, it's all in evaluating my feelings. And um, some of you probably have heard me talk about how I channel, where um, the spirit guides are different from the Ascended Master, who is different from inner kids, who is different from... Uh, you know, dead people. It's like all these different like radio frequencies, and they have different. Um, they just have different frequencies, and I and I can you know I've learned how to find them. You know, uh, over the years, and it, there's a similar or maybe an analogous uh, thing about these lives. There's an emotional quality, and uh, uh, it, I have it when I when I work with my clients as well. I was actually working with um, with a woman today, I've done quite a lot of past life integration work and, and energy work for uh, over the phone. She's um, she's in the UK, so it's you know I'm doing this energy work around the world too. And she um, a part came up and 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 she said, um, I don't know if this is related to this other thing or if this is the thing that we're talking about today. And I was able to discern, oh yeah, this is not the same thing because the emotional quality is different. Some, you know, a part that um, would come through and feel urgent, another part might come through and feel sad, but there's a quality that they bring in. And once I, once I meet them in a session, and also, uh, you know, if it were a client, uh, and also within myself, once I meet them, I know that frequency. It's like having a little uh, preset button on your radio. And I'm able, to, I'm able to find that. And even in the course of writing the book, I kind of went in and out of... Um, Tom Jacobs land because as I was writing about these different stories, I was with those parts of my consciousness. So I was opening to those frequencies and um, reliving some of their whatever the emotional thing or the belief thing that um, that they were telling me about or that I had to to resolve uh, with them or, or resolve you know so that I could move ahead with some um, you know with my head on screwed on straight. Uh, but these different frequencies you you can find them and. And you can get to know the triggers that things have as well. So um, if everybody said, if, if every time somebody said to you, um, um, you know, something about a family member, it could be a generic thing about family. Maybe you have a family thing in your in your karma in your past life, like a difficulty or a loss or something. And if every time somebody said that, you noticed you constricted, like your belly got tight or you your heart closed down or you, you you know your energy shot up into your head and you got a little anxious or concerned or your your you know your little brow furrowed um, you know those are triggers you know trying to disconnect from the moment and you can notice patterns over time so evaluate my, my suggestion is to evaluate feelings become aware of the the ebbs and flows of energy in your field and consciousness that are in fact emotion and some of them you'll notice are temporary some of them are, um, uh, I really just don't like the shoes I'm wearing. They're uncomfortable, right? I mean, you know, or I slept funny. I have to get a new pillow, you know, or um, gosh, it's really not working for me to be eating blah, 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 
I'm going to go back to eating the other blah, blah, blah. Those kinds of things, you change things up over time, and a lot of energy moves. Things change, but certain things remain. And um, there's also a thing that I think is really important to, to tell you about, which is it's entirely possible not to ever encounter these things if you're not open to viewing yourself as an emotional being and honoring your emotions. You know, you're an energetic being. You experience, you know, in human form, in physical form temporarily. But the energetic part of you persists and exists across time. And uh, you experience energy outside you and within you as emotion. So you're an emotional being. And we're not, we're not quite to the place where we are consciously operating ourselves as energetic slash emotional beings. Um, this is the work that I'm doing. Like sometimes I don't even think I'm an astrologer because what I'm trying to do is get you aware of how you work and why. Accept yourself, love yourself, you know, give yourself permission to be fully expressed and then, uh, you know, do what you came here to do. And, and all of this past life work is about uncovering knots, blocks and bruises and uh, you know barriers and 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 shaving down speed bumps and removing the piles of crates in front of doors and your psyche and all this stuff, so that you can just be who you are already. But most of us repeat all the the emotional dynamics from past lives or other lives because that's what we know. So, if you're interested in going down this path, get grounded. Like if you're interested in learning about this within yourself, you're interested in evolving consciousness to the point uh, at which you can discern some emotional thing that's happening and then step back from it, understand the lesson, and stop the annoying or destructive or wasteful pattern that, that has grown out of this feeling, uh, you know, behavior patterns you know, <laughs> that get triggered by our emotions. Uh, you know, get grounded. Get grounded every day, at least twice a day. But then get used to having cords into the earth 24-7. You'll have your off days. I do too. Um, but um, getting grounded will help you stabilize your energy field and therefore your consciousness. You know, when a client calls me and says, I think I have a past life thing coming through, you know, the first thing I say is, okay, get grounded. Because otherwise, it's just your mind trying to figure something out. If you're grounded, you are in your body, and you have the entire uh, space of your energy field, including your body, to be aware of how things change, the subtle uh, ebbs and flows. Like, and um, what, Actually, one of the tools that I use quite often with people is I will, uh, I, I will be connected with their past life part that I access through their emotion. It's very sci-fi. It's actually fascinating. It, it kind of blows my mind. I've hung up, hang up from one of these calls, which I do like you know four or five times a week, probably with this kind of reading, because I do astrology readings and then I do this kind of thing a lot too. And um, I hang up the phone and I'm like, "What just happened? That was pretty cool." But anyway, I ask the person to describe the feeling, and that helps me find uh, this 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 portion of their consciousness. And then I will get a feeling. I'll get words and images. I'll you know, and I'll be able to sense this person's resistance. And so I, very often one of my major tools is to kind of um, either draw that part out or get it to verbalize and vocalize what it has to say. And I will ask it a question or I will have it – I'll have the person repeat an affirmation, like, a, like an affirmative positive statement. Sometimes I go for one that I know is false because I want the part to respond 
with a no and start speaking, you know, start revealing itself. Uh, kind of a little trickery, but it's all, um, you know, it's all in, in uh, the right spirit. Um, and sometimes it's a positive thing to see, does that really vibrate? For example, um, um, oh gosh, I'm tired of using myself as an example. <laughs> you could go read the book if you want to hear myself as an example. But like if somebody says to me, um, um, I always feel left out. And then we go through this process and I end up, you know, finding this, uh, this past life part, uh, that has a thing about rejection or isolation, being shunned, um, ostracized, something like that, uh, excommunicated sometimes, different parts of the, the timeline, uh, you know, in a formal religious uh, context, excommunication. And, um, or also being run out of town. <laughs> that kind of thing has happened too, rather formally. Um, and, um, Finding you know this part, and I and I will have the person repeat something, and then I read the reaction. And this is being attuned to the emotional, energetic response uh, that the client has. And you know, as we do this, you know, I'm I'm so tuned into this other person that I actually can sense if if that person thinks this reading is not going well, or I don't understand that, or um, whatever that person says something that goes against the grain of our rhythm, I can I can feel that too, and so you know it's being totally uh, in tune with this person in order to to, to uh, discern all this stuff and and uh, and realize it. So for somebody who feels left out, I might have the person do an affirmation: "I am always accepted," and it will be uncomfortable at first. I am always accepted everywhere I go. I am always accepted, and sometimes we'll do permutations of it. And, uh, and then I say, describe, you know, I'll say, how does that feel? The person will tell me. It could be wonderful, but it could also be, yeah, I'm not buying it. And that helps me get closer to the part. So it's this whole thing about putting words, you know, in a conscious, spiritually evolving uh, context to emotions. And always understanding that everything a person has experienced over the course of many lives has to do with what the soul intends that he that that it learned. So these these human selves, these he's and she's running around, are doing what the soul needs to learn. So in that context, you know, uh, I am always accepted, and this this person disagrees. Maybe maybe the maybe the you know person who's paid for the reading, who's actually you know into this kind of way of of working, and perhaps are probably pretty spiritually sophisticated, because I I do work with some some very spiritually savvy people around the world, um, and help them fill in gaps and do missing link stuff. Usually, uh, they've covered a lot of ground, but they need like you know that extra thing, and I and I have that person say it. They might know it. That person might say, yeah, I've already done this acceptance work, and I don't know what this is a problem. And it's because the bleed-through carries the emotion. So we work with the emotion. And often I give clients um, uh, instructions about how to – whether it's from Jehudi, the, gu- the, the, the uh, uh, Ascended Master, or the guides, or, uh, or me, uh, instructions, including affirmations, on, on how to get that part to relax and come into the fold. Because um, – so here we go with the kind of like multidimensional image. So you're living your life, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, Jill Smith. You're living your life, and um, these other parts, these other people associated with your soul are living their lives. At some point, you may open up to become what we, I guess we should call multidimensional. <laughs> you have your consciousness function multidimensionally, and you'll be aware of certain things. So, so – 
this feeling that I have that's out of proportion to my biography. It's out of proportion to my experience and does not belong. You know, a very uh, red sore thumb kind of thing. Uh, if I figure out it's a past life, I can understand it as a bleed through. This is happening. The thing that caused this experience or this reaction and feeling is happening somewhere else on the timeline. Now, I cannot change that. It's this other person's experience. It's other person's life. But the the energy and emotion and the beliefs attached to them, beliefs attached to emotion being karma, they bleed through into my life. So it's kind of like as this person is holographically inching into my world, I can manage that consciously without changing that person's experience elsewhere. Because it's kind of an interesting thing, but consciousness – it's not just uh, your consciousness. It's the consciousnesses of all these different parts of your soul. And I mean, that's what soul is. It's divine consciousness. I mean, soul is not actually sitting at a conference table with its feet up watching, you know, watching TV. It's, um, it's consciousness. And so, you know, you're a portion of it, you know, the other, the other lives associated with your soul. These other people are, are associated with it as well. And so you have this bleed through effect that creates quite an, an intense nexus, quite a widespread web, a uh, vast web. And as you read this book and you read about uh, the soul's journey through a case study, you read about nine, uh, 19 different past lives. There are about 30 of which I'm aware now, but you know, at this point, every few months, I've become aware of another one. These 19 were worked with over the, a decade, and in that decade, about 30 I had become aware of. So, um, so actually, we're going to take our we're going to take our, our next break. Let me tell you, you can get the Soul's Journey through a case study through Kindle, uh, Amazon, and also through my site tdjacobs.com as a paperback as well as a PDF ebook. So, so stick with me. I'll be right back on the Soul's Journey. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today. 
through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I have, since the break, I have figured out that my name is still Tom Jacobs, and I live uh, within tdjacobs.com, so you can go visit me there. <laughs> uh, talking today about uh, uh, The Soul's Journey 3, a case study, which is um, an intimate look at all of my emotional problems. <laughs> uh, it, you know, Producer Kira said over the break, well, I know you were nervous about putting yourself out there in that way. Uh, with this book, and I and I said, yeah, it's not just even putting my work out there; it's putting out all my emotional problems. And and um, and I had I talked a few months ago about uh, one experience that I ended up writing about in this book, and so I'm going to tell you about that um, now. And it's the chapter is called "A Woman Who Lost Her Mind," and uh, it's the it's the penultimate chapter. And uh, when I finished with this experience. Um, I started writing within, I mean, two minutes. I mean, I, I figured out how to work with her. I kind of, so to speak, I got grounded again, was able to get myself back uh, from feeling a little taken over by this intense emotional thing I'll tell you about in a minute. And then um, w- literally within two minutes, I felt, I felt like a different person. And within two minutes, I started writing the book. It was, you know, and that was early January. Yeah, so I mentioned this where um, I was watching a documentary and um, – and one of the uh, – yeah, I mentioned this a few months ago on the show, but one of the things they were talking about was um, uh, human empathy, and they were looking at some scientific experiment or an art an art film, and somebody d- did this very graphic, violent thing to somebody else, but it was staged, I realized later. And so they're in the middle of this documentary, there is this horrifically gruesome torture image, and um, I, I pretty much – I pretty much um, freaked out. I screamed and ran out of the room, <laughs> and uh, and um, it took several hours for me to to be able to kind of get a little settled. But but um, I couldn't. Sl- well, every time I went to try to go to sleep that night, this image rushed up in my mind, and I couldn't get rid of it. And this part of me, this 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 woman from another life, um, several hundred years ago, who had who, who had lost her mind. She had um, an inability. She has. An inability to focus her mind and to stop it from wandering and stop uh, awful images or unhappy things from from circulating uh, uh, incessantly. So she was front and center with me, and I was not yet totally grounded after her, her coming back a few days prior. Uh, so, you know, and I knew that I had worked with that a few days before, as I write about in the book, and. Um, but anyway, every time I closed my eyes, it was it was living nightmare. And so I'd spring awake, and um, uh, I actually went out to the couch so I wouldn't disturb my partner because I was tossing and turning and gasping, and I didn't know if I was screaming. I didn't know what was happening. It was just this crazy time. So you know, so this kind of thing, it looks like you know, real. I know better because of what you'll read about in the book. I understand that when these emotional things arise, it doesn't mean that's how I am. It means that that's something that's within my field, and I'm grounded and clear and intentional, and I'm able to move energy. I'm able to stay me while incorporating these parts and work with them consciously. And, and really, um, you know, I've been thinking about this stuff for a decade, but I didn't start writing it. I couldn't it, – it didn't even occur to me to really write about it uh, because it's so personal. But, it, you know, it didn't even occur to me until this process happened, and I basically sat with this part. And I let the image replay, and I and I did the affirmation. Uh, I'm always safe. 
because that's what her problem was. She felt that awful things were coming, and so she was terrified of what wasn't happening, like things, you know, kind of paranoia and that kind of thing. So I'm always safe, and I did it, and even now as I'm talking about it, I have that horrific image in my head. But now I'm grounded, and now I'm able to understand what her fear is, which is losing control of her mind. And actually this this whole thing had come up because um, in December I gave a talk to the Tucson Astrologers Guild on uh, 2012, and – uh, at the end of the Mayan calendar business, and and um, in it, I, I was giving examples of uh, Plutonian fears, you know, around the wheel. And when I got to the twelfth house, I said, you know, mine's in the twelfth, and uh, you know, there's some parts of me on different parts of the timeline that are afraid of losing their mind. And I said, you know, but now I'm a channel and a medium, and I always come back to this plane, and etc. And I, as I was talking to the people, I said, well, that's interesting. I I wonder I wonder what that portends, <laughs> and it portends this part coming back, like it kind of uh, foreshadows uh, this part coming back, and and for me to to get to the place where I can have a certain level of multidimensional consciousness and know that I'm fine, I'm safe, I'm healthy. Uh, I might uh, you know not be aware that a few days have passed from when I set a goal or something. I might not be able to you know remember where I things like that, little Neptunian issues, right? Neptune being multidimensional or other planes. But um, uh, but I know who I am, and I'm grounded, and I'm completely sane. Uh, even though I have a part of me, you know, literally a part of me that is completely bonkers. <laughs> and uh, um, so it's good um, cocktail party conversa- <laughs> conversation. Um, it's also good fodder for radio show, I guess, Um but yeah, that's just that's one of these nineteen nineteen stories of um you know an intense emotional experience that I that I traced, unraveled, and integrated. And um yeah, it's it's very interesting. When they come back, or when you've um successfully integrated a, a past life part, another life part, or an inner kid, you know, because we all have inner kids that have been imprinted with certain situations and feelings and, and so they can function in a in a similar way. And when I do this Work with clients where I dial up these parts. It it could be any. It could be a past life. It could be an inner kid, and I just leave it open until we figure out who it is. It becomes obvious if it's a little kid because they act and sound like little kids, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then I'm able to discern if uh, if it's from this life or, or another life. Um, but this this model of multidimensionality is uh, is going to be important for us to open to going forward. Human evolution uh, is not in ascending into our, you know, seventh chakras and uh, holding hands around campfires and singing nice songs, and it's not in uh, everybody growing out their hair and, and you know wearing Himalayan cotton and, and whatever and prayer beads. Human evolution is about digging down into our emotional cores because that gets us closer to soul. You know, understanding the soul's journey, connecting with uh, all these. These different lives that that are uh, in this process, uh, but but uh, I am getting great feedback from people about the book in the form of um, you know some sighs of relief. Uh, thanks for you know explaining that this intense emotional thing can actually be worked with. I've been getting that thing quite a lot. 
that reaction and uh, and and some clients of mine uh, with whom I work in coaching, which is available to to, to you as well. Uh, once you have an initial reading with me, you can opt for ongoing coaching, which is for uh, unraveling deeper issues, deeper patterns, and uh, and people are able to to really transform uh, through that through that process. And some of those uh, people I do this with um, are able to hold now uh, multiple parts of themselves in conscious awareness. That is to say, being multidimensional, but here, focused, grounded, and in charge. And as I said, once you learn about different frequencies, different parts of you, you know, they have different concerns. You know, I have an inner tyrant. Uh, I have an inner crazy person. Uh, you know, I have uh, an inner. You know, I have a part that uh, loses his whole family in front of his in front of his eyes in, 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 a, in a massacre type situation. Um, another part is, um, you know, re- a religious teacher, kind of priest type figures. Um, uh, actually, I'm, let me just give you the let me just give you a, g- a generic roll call. Um, a man who saw a woman across a crowded bazaar and loved her and couldn't have her. I mean, oh my gosh. Um, a writer. Uh, people who are interested in expanding consciousness. Uh, two slaves. Uh, military officers. A patriarchal husband. Uh, you know, all these kind of different different people. Um, and but but able to hold space for them and have them all come up there. You know, this person's desire is this. This person's fear. But stay grounded enough to manage it. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I wonder, I mean, like I say, I feel like a guinea pig. I feel like this is a, uh, something that some people go through and honestly uh, perceive that they are mentally imbalanced. And so one of my goals is to help people open get grounded so they can focus and, and give them a bunch of spirit, as many spiritual and energetic and consciousness raising tools as I can scrounge up in order to admit those fears, you know, face those fears, feel the pain of some loss from the past, you know, you know, process the regret from not doing something you should have or doing something you shouldn't have, you know, a failed vow, a failed obligation, the, the, the pain that comes from that, the feeling of letting somebody down, being betrayed, or betraying somebody else. All these human themes, all these human emotions. My my work is really about um, helping people process the past so they can be present. And and automatically, what happens is uh, this multidimensional feeling. And you know, when I work with certain people on the phone, I might say, um, uh, person might say. Yeah, well, there's this, actually I have one client I was tell you about anonymously, and uh, and uh, a slave a slave had come up, and, and she's working with themes of um, of um, hard work, duty, responsibility, feeling trapped within work and service, that kind of thing, and a particular a particular slave came up, and and um, so we worked with her one week, and then um, and then it kind of got quiet, and then the next week she was there for the entire sessions, coaching coaching session, and then other weeks she's kind of poked her head in. And so, kind of, you know, kind of aware that this part is here, and and they once they feel integrated, once they are, once you have resolved the tension they bleed through into your life with, you know, that bleeds into your life, uh, they become assets. They become assets, and then they can help. And uh, so, it's it's really it's really a fascinating it's fascinating work. It's a unique astrology book. Uh, with this in depth uh, chart analysis of, of one person uh, and giving you the first person uh, treatment on all these uh, other lives it's um and i also talk about the where of different things for instance the first chapter 
which is the first one, and you know the, I, they're told in chronological order of me becoming aware of them, not necessarily when I processed everything, but but when they kind of entered into consciousness. And the first one was through a, a hypnotherapy session, and uh, so I talk about the different methods and other and other times, um, just having a you know a persistent thought that I that I went into the feeling associated with the thought and then uncovered it and other times being around a certain person uh can stir things too. So so I encourage you to get the soul's journey 3 a case study. Uh, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm happy to share this with you and I'm uh I'm, I'm getting used to feeling that vulnerable but I th- I think you need to read it um if you have any interest in in personal growth because this is actually uh this is the frontier of personal growth is looking into all the dark corners in your psyche making peace with them making friends bringing them into the light you know self acceptance compassion forgiveness you know letting yourself off the hook from vows and shame and you know correcting all of these uh, beliefs that don't work this is this is the, the next frontier in, in, in awareness and in uh, spiritual evolution so there you go. There's another show. Let me uh, let me thank you for joining me this weekend. Uh, if you're listening live and you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so uh, from uh, the show page on uh, uh, CT, uh, CTR, the Soul's Journey page on the Contact Talk Radio uh, site. Um, and you can also download individual episodes uh, from tdjacobs.com forward slash soul dot html. And all the past episodes uh, are there. And also some listings for upcoming shows too, and that's also where you can donate to support the show if you want to help me keep it on the air. It is, uh, you know, it does incur a it does incur a cost, and uh, I'm happy to do this work for you and uh, and create community this way. And and so I'm uh, I'm reaching out to ask you for your for your support that way. And any donation, uh, give anything you want, or will be entered into a monthly drawing uh, for a free uh, consultation with me. Or you know, so you can do that through what tdjacobs.com forward slash soul. And to recap the announcements, um, the Reading the Soul's Journey course, where I teach you uh, how to put all the information, all the teachings in the Three Souls Journey, Three Souls Journey uh, volumes, into practice with birth charts. How to fine tune your skills with reading the four step chart, uh, four step uh, method of uh, chart analysis that I use. That's available for a home study course, and. Um, the next full moon event is May 24th. I hope you'll join me for that. And if, if you're listening now and you haven't been listening a long time, a couple weeks ago for the Scorpio full moon, I did um, a live channeling event on the air. And so you can sample that for free and then join me for these uh, other calls, which are on a sliding scale donation basis. And energy as many as energy begins May 25th. You can see uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash courses.html for all the details on both those courses. So thanks for joining me and uh, uh, tune in, subscribe, tell your friends and, uh, and uh, take care. Thank you. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.